What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing great. Hope you're having a wonderful day. If you are new to Grace Church or watching online for the first time, my name is Aaron Olinsky. I'm the lead pastor here at Grace, and I just I get the honor to serve, to lead our church, to lead in the community. It's amazing and, and wonderful, and, and I know we shared about the groundbreaking ceremony that's coming up, and I do want to just share, uh, this is the third week that we're going to talk about our capital campaign, and I know some of you have heard the presentation about giving and, and making a pledge, and, and and so if this is your first time or second time or third time now hearing it, I apologize in advance, but I know there's a number of people that haven't yet heard it. And so this was kind of the, the time that we wanted to share because we, we've, we've been raising funds for the last several years uh, as a church and it just is so encouraging and, and exciting. And so the, the reason we keep talking about it and keep sharing it is because we really want 100% participation. Uh, a lot of times people go, oh, I don't, I don't need to give to that, or I don't need to worry about that, or somebody else will give to that. But see, here's the deal. When God is in something, whether we realize it or not, we want to be on board. Like if there's a God train, you probably want to, want to have a ticket for that train. And so here's the reality. God is doing something significant in our church through us and has provided in incredible and miraculous ways for us to have this facility. So much so that over the course of two years, we raised $1.4 million. Now that's a lot, like that's a lot of money. And so that's exciting and amazing. And so we did that in phase one of our capital campaign that we launched in August of 2016. It lasted two years. And so to raise that amount of money is just miraculous. And so you kind of want to get on that, get on board and, and, and with what God is doing. And so because of the opportunity that, that we're able to do that, we're able to buy the land back in January of 2017, and it costed just under half a million dollars. And so what happens is when you start to look at the math, uh, that leaves about $900,000 in our bank accounts that we're using as cash to pay for site work and, and construction and, and all that stuff. And then we also have borrowed uh, $2.2 million. And so we've signed contracts and done closings uh, with the bank to line all that up. Uh, so, and, and that's super exciting and amazing. So what that does is all of that funding and all that money and all that fundraising gets us to CO, which is, which is the cer certificate of occupancy, where it gets us in the door. Uh, and, and so what happens is, you know, so then what's going to be in the building? That's why we, we've launched... And this is the third week of me talking about phase two of our Building a Legacy campaign, which is the FF&E, which is Furniture, Furnishings, and Equipment, and the AVL, which is the Audio, Visual, and the Lighting. So the things that go in, like the chairs and the, and the equipment for children's ministry and, and the speakers and the lights and like all that stuff, it just we, we need those things uh, to purchase. So what we did is we kind of laid out a budget on how much we would need, and it came up to $434,000. And so that's phase two. And sometimes we go, wow, that just seems like a lot. But when, when previously, you know, you've raised so much and it just is like, wow, we can do this. Like God is doing it. He's providing. And so let's stay diligent. Let's move forward. And, and one of the things that I want to share that just is something we get to celebrate is that a donor has stepped forward to do matching funds. And so that's amazing. So we're so excited about that. So when you take the 434, you split it in half, you get the 217, but this is kind of round two of our phase two, because we launched this back in the spring before COVID, and we had $89,000 pledged, which is amazing, and so many of you have been giving. Thank you so much. So what that does is that puts our current goal at $128,000. That's just, that's where we're at. That's what we need, and we have about 12 months to raise that. 
Uh, so I just, uh, the reason we keep talking about it is because we would ask that you would fill out a pledge card. If you're here in the auditorium, they were near your seat or in your seat, or if you are a person that does things online, or if you're watching online right now, you can go to gracechurch.life and click on building a legacy. And right there, there's a pledge card that you can fill out, an e-pledge card type thing. So that way we can get, you know, just an understanding where we're at financially, because then that lays out our budget for the stuff that we're actually going to buy. Okay, so just that helps us to, to be able to purchase things and items and plan the way that we need to. So if you could submit that pledge either this Sunday or next Sunday, that would be amazing. And so uh, for us, you know, here at Grace Church, just so you know, I don't mind talking about this. Like, I don't mind asking for money because, uh, one, I don't ask for money very often. Our, our church is 10 years old, and I've only had to ask and do a pledge or ask for, you know, pledges like this just a few times, uh, which is not very much. And, and so the reason it's uh, super important to me and why I'm willing to do this is because I see this as part of our worship towards God. Where when you read through scripture, there's multiple examples where we give our tithes, we give offerings, and then there's times when God lays things on people's heart, and he's like, hey, you need to give towards this. And there's, there's so, so many examples in scripture where we do this. And so I want to ask, if you don't give at all, I would ask that you would start. And, and if you do give, you've already decided how much you give. You've decided you either give an amount or you give a percentage. And so that's the, just the reality. In our budget, you know, we've decided, we've said, hey, I'm either going to give $0 or 50 or 250 a month or whatever. You've made that decision, you know, and that's between you and God. And, and so if, or, or you've decided on a percentage amount and how much you would give. And so I don't need to tell you what scripture says because you already know, but you've decided in your heart what that looks like. And so I just would ask that you would take a step forward with us as we stepped out in faith and bought the land, and, and did the fundraising, and, and are moving forward in the building. Because I'll tell you what, there were certain days and times and meetings that we would have, and we would go, we're not really sure if this is going to work out, but we know that God is in it, so let's have faith and trust and believe, and let's, let's plan the best that we can. And so that's what we're asking you. We're asking that you would take a step out in faith, that you would plan you know, according to your budget, and that you would trust and see what God is doing, and that you would get on board. And so we, had, we asked uh, several people to, to just share like, what God has done, how, how he's revealed amazing things in their life about giving towards the capital campaign. And so we have a video uh, that we want to share with you. So if you could give your attention to the screen. Proverbs 11, 24 through 31. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People will curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing upon the one who's willing to sell. Whoever seeks good favor, good finds favor, but evil comes to those who search for it. The tr those who trust in riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. And you know, in my own personal life, I've just seen that come true so much. You know, since I started giving, and I've just been so ridiculously blessed by the Lord. And when times of trouble come, whether it's the economy or a virus or, you know, personal fears, health fears, there's something about investing in that relationship. It will be that awkward, uneasy, scary first step where the enemy tries to push you back and say, oh, you know, you sure you want to give that amount? 
but it is such a blessing and such a new experience and freedom as you know god you know really brings you into a new level of comfort with him but you know i have that confidence now of knowing who's in charge of my business of all business of the economy um you know the word says god sits above everything and the, the more that you realize that by breaking that threshold of giving and especially you know giving beyond tithing to, to a special project like this you know god's inviting us on this special opportunity it is an opportunity um you know we're breaking the ground floor on something new and special and there's a special blessing with that first is always it's always good to pray um and really give that decision to god because i think it's a maturity and a faith step two where you're you're leaning into and understanding even more um, again, these are God's resources. This is God's money, ultimately. Um, you know, then looking at your budget, um, you know, what can you do? Um, asking God, you know, is this a stretch goal or is this a goal of, hey, I have this abundance already and, and have faith, um, you know, go through the steps. Don't approach it with fear. You know, again, just know that the God of the Bible um, is not limited by earthly economics or resources. If he's asking you to do something, um, do it, and he will more than bless you for your obedience. So the way it works, and it was even shared in the video, is we want you to pray. We want you to ask God on what you should give, and so you ask him, you know, and so there's no pressure from us. Uh, please understand there's no pressure, there's no condemnation, there's no judgment from us. We just would ask that you would pray, that you would ask the Lord on what you're to give, and, and then look at your budget. Uh, we're, we're the type of church that we function on a budget, and so we want, to, we want you to function and make great decisions. So if you're married, talk to your spouse. If you, you know, whatever your finances are, look at your budget. Then, then fill out the 12-month commitment card, whether the actual card or, or an online card, and then submit that, and then you begin giving. It just, that's how it works. It, it literally, those are the steps uh, they would, that we would ask that you would take. And then uh, the reason we want to do that is because we're so excited about what God has done, what he's doing right now. And can't you see, like, can't you, as, you as, as we move towards that direction, move towards a facility, towards a, a building, the things that we've already been doing, I think, are just going to give us an exponentially greater opportunity to do even more. So I can see that, and I hope that you can too. And so I, I hope that you're able to, to buy in and get on board with that. And so as, as we, you know, take those steps forward, we just want everybody to be involved in amazing ways. And so as I transition from the capital campaign and pledge cards, like, and we're going to move into right now our last week of the Holy Spirit Revealed series. The, the last week in this whole series that we've been talking about over the last four weeks, I hope that you've been encouraged. I hope that you've been challenged. I hope that you've felt the Holy Spirit speaking to you over the last several weeks. And here's the deal. It doesn't have to stop, even though this is the last week and, and I'm a little bit fired up about this one. So I hope that you're ready uh, for this message because I just, I see the Holy Spirit doing a lot of significant things in our life. I see what he's done in my life. I'm very, very, very fortunate with the life that I've led. I, I, I grew up in a, in a Christian family uh, that, that was exposed to the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was, I was able to go to a, a spirit-filled Christian university uh, to get a theology degree. And, and so I just, I've been in ministry for over 20 years. You know, my, my wife, my kids, my family, I've, I have amazing like people, friends that surround me, friends that I'm, I'm acquainted with. 
Uh, like, I love to go on adventures and, and do fun, crazy things, and people look at me with, with eyebrows raised, and that's just how I am. That's, that's how I live. I live with a purpose and a destiny, and I know it's because of the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, because the Holy Spirit came to give me life. He came to give you life. Not that you could just be stagnant and, and, and kind of mosey on through life on cruise. No, we're to live and live just this vibrant lifestyle for the Lord and be bold and audacious for him. And in fact, Jesus even said in John 6, 63, it says that the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. And so living life through the spirit is what gives us fulfillment. So many times we look for fulfillment in other areas, in finances, in relationships, in people, and that's not going, to, not going to satisfy us. It's only when we embrace the Holy Spirit and his power and authority in our lives and allow him to do something amazing in us and through us every single day. Can you imagine that? If you don't have that now, it's possible where there's activity of the Holy Spirit through you every day. Wherever you are, that he can be, he wants to be active in your life where you're hearing him and listening to him. Because here's what we've got to get. Like, we're special. We're human beings. We're human beings. We're made in God's image. God revealed the Holy Spirit to us. We're different than anything else in all creation. I mean, even animals. Animals are not creative. The birds that we listen to and we hear their song and we go, oh, wow, that's so pretty. Do you know that the bird sings that same song every single day? Like, this, Can you imagine listening to the same song that you loved back in the 60s or 70s or 80s? I'm a product of the 80s, so like our 90s or right now. Or can you imagine listening to the same song every single day? And so that bird sings the same song. The spider, we look at the spider web and it has the dew on it in the morning. That spider makes that same web every single night. Because it gets knocked down by the other animals, and every day, same. Can you, like, and we go, oh, wow, it's so pretty, it's so creative. No, it really is not. It's the same every single day. We as human beings, we are creative. I mean, think about this. The thoughts that we have, the ideas that we come up with, our gifts and our talents that the Lord has put inside of us. We have this incredible opportunity to create something new every single day. And I'm, ta I'm talking about more than just being artistically creative. Like some of you are incredibly musical or artistic. you painting and drawing, and those are amazing. But I'm talking about all of us. Every Because I, I, I can draw amazing stick figures, but that's about it. That's the extent of my artistic ability. And, but man, God works through us in creative, amazing ways. Let me share just one example from one of my friends. He's a pastor in West Virginia. And, you know, when COVID hit back in March, many of us who, you know, lead ministries and churches, we were going, oh, my gosh, like, what are we going to do? How is this going to work? What does church look like amidst the pandemic? And so we're trying to look for things and online and different solutions. And, and so he was, he was a portable church, and he wasn't able to meet in his location. Uh, which we weren't either. We took a break for several months. And so he was trying to figure out what to do. And so he, he began praying, going, God, what do I do? You got to show me. And, and literally, like I'm talking to him and, and he's sharing the story how he went to bed. And in the middle of the night, God gives him this dream saying, you, you need to go and, and, and rent the drive-in movie theater. That's what you need to do. You need to, like the, the local, local city, you know, they have drive-in movie theater, and, and they still have one in his city, and he's like, you need to go and ask and, and rent that for every single Sunday. That way people can drive in, and you can do church at a drive-in movie theater. And he woke up in the middle of the night, and that's the idea that came to him. And he's like, I got it. 
Like, I got the solution, and, and they did it. And he said it was so amazing, like so much so that amidst like all the struggle, his church was growing while others were struggling and trying to figure out what to do because God spoke to him through the Holy Spirit in a dream through that, in that night. And so creativity, right? We have creativity. It just is simply the ability to create new things, to come up with new ideas and new concepts, to do things in a new way. You do this all the time, business leaders, and when you do projects and you're managers and, and you're working with people, when you're looking at a problem, like you're problem solving, and you're like, we have to come up with a new way. What's a new concept? And you, so you get people together and you brainstorm. You come up with new opportunities how to do things. You develop new technologies all the time. And then we put them in these amazing rockets and send them to outer space. Like it's, it's incredible what happens in and through us as human beings. If you're a parent and you have kids, we have to be so creative, don't we? on how we discipline and educate our kids and show them and teach them. I mean, do we want to do outdoor activities? We want them, you know, to, to be able to play in the mud and play board games. And like, we just, we need that. We need so much creativity all the time. And the Holy Spirit is the one that gives that to us. And he's constantly speaking to us. But even while he's trying to do that, we have to recognize that there's a spiritual battle taking place. If I'm going to do a whole series on the Holy Spirit revealed, I also multiple times have talked about how there is significant opposition to the Holy Spirit working in our life. So if the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us and have us be creative, then absolutely the devil, the enemy, he wants us to remain stuck. God wants us to come up with new things and new concepts and, 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 and ways of doing things. The devil's like, no, no, no. I want you to remain stuck in your spiritual life. I want you to think, no, you can't break free from that. No, you don't need to, to move forward with your closeness with the Lord. Like, no, like Bible reading, you don't have time for that. You're too busy today for that. So I need us to understand that God has more for us. And through the Holy Spirit, we can actually break free from our old way of doing things. Where the Holy Spirit breathes this breath of life inside of our souls and who we are. Jesus said in John 20, Verse 21 and 22, again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed, like he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And so we get to just inhale, and not only just in our lungs, but in our spirit, in our mind, in our body, in our emotions. We can literally absorb everything that the Holy Spirit is because we are spiritual beings. We are. And we can communicate with a God that is a spirit. We can talk with him. And he talks to us. And he fills us with his spirit. And he breathes into us. And he gives us new thoughts on, on thinking about things. And so we can hear his voice. We can read the things that he said that, he, that people wrote down that were inspired by the spirit. We can hear him. We can feel his presence. Maybe you've been so fortunate to feel the presence of God before in your life. Because he wants to share that with you more and more. Like we have to have his power and his spirit to, to have his will be accomplished in our life. Even like when we're going through difficult circumstances, we can be filled with the spirit. You know, one of the things that I talk about periodically is, is just the reality that we face persecution. 
You know, here in America, over the last several decades and, and years, and like persecution on the Christian church has continued to rise. So we will face persecution. Maybe you've already felt that, like in your neighborhood or from other people or family members or at work. Like we feel that persecution in our life. And so I just want to encourage you. We've that's when we've got to rely on the Holy Spirit the most. And so that way, in the midst of that difficult circumstance, that we're reliant upon Him and remain steadfast through that struggle. This is one of the verses that Jesus shared in Mark 13, 11. He says, but when you're arrested and you stand trial, don't worry in advance what to say. Just say what God tells you at that time, for it, it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Now, I got to admit, I don't know if I could do this. I probably would want to write down a few notes, like either on an index card or on my phone, and just, just to have some thoughts in my head, like I, just to be honest, maybe you too, but can you imagine you know, being, standing on trial because of your faith and being persecuted and saying, you know what, the Holy Spirit's going to use me in this. And there are several examples in Scripture where we see this. And I believe that there, there are times not only in this day and age, but in our future where we're going to need that. So you, we need the revelation of the Holy Spirit in our life and have to, to speak through us. But I, I mean, just so you know, there's nothing wrong with planning and preparing. So right, and if you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, but sometimes it, it can be bad where we're so scheduled that we schedule the Holy Spirit out of our life. And so I just, I think that there's times that we have to let the Holy Spirit speak and be open to him regardless of what we have going on. And here's why. This is, this is a powerful verses of scripture in Isaiah 55. God says through the prophet, he says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything that you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And so we need his thoughts. We need his spirit speaking to us, because here's the deal. All those issues in, that you have in business and at home and your marriage, like God knows business. God knows technology. God knows how to make things go from one place to another. Like he can do things even miraculously. He can create things from nothing. Like he can do all that. So his thoughts are higher than ours. His ways are higher than ours. Like he understands our family dynamics. He knows the solutions. He knows how to bring reconciliation in our marriage. Like and it's through the power of his Holy Spirit. And to be quite honest, when I read this, and, and like, it inspires me and it encourages me. And honestly, I feel like it gives us this amazing advantage over anybody else that doesn't know Jesus and doesn't have the Holy Spirit. So quite frankly, it's not fair that we have the Holy Spirit and somebody else don't, doesn't. Because it gives us an advantage. God's thoughts literally can become ours. That's not fair. Somebody that's relying on their own mental capabilities and, and, and other human reasoning, that's all they're going to get. But when I go to bed and I'm like, God, you got to show me. And he, and he speaks and he communicates through dreams and visions. And like that's, that's miraculous and amazing through the inspiration of his spirit. And so maybe you've experienced this before. Hopefully you have where, where maybe you're at work and you're going, gosh, I have this problem. How am I going to solve this issue? I don't know what to do. You know, sometimes, you know, we'll look at Google or we'll look at, you know, YouTube or something. I get it. Those are incredible resources to solve problems. But sometimes we kind of hit this wall and we go, God, I really don't know what to do. And you know what? Do you know what the best thing that we can do is? Just stop. Stop trying to figure it out. 
to pause in our life and to just kind of lift our eyes towards him, lift our spirits, just share with our Father who loves us so much, he cares so much for us, and we just say, God, I need your help. You know, I'm here, I don't have a solution, I don't know the answer. I've talked to a few other people, and man, I should have talked to you first. And then, you know, you go home. You just go home, and you listen, and you be content with allowing the Holy Spirit to speak and communicate. There's a great example of this uh, with Daniel. I love Daniel. He's one of, my, one of my biblical heroes. So Daniel interpreted a dream for King Nebuchadnezzar. And, and this is what we have in Daniel chapter 2, verse 30. And he says, it's not because I'm wiser than anyone else and that I know the secret of your dream, but because God wants you to understand what was in your heart. And so the Holy Spirit was inside of Daniel and and God revealed what this dream was that the king had. And he just, and he told him, and he's like, it's not, it doesn't make me better than anybody else. It's just God loves you so much. He wants you to know. and, and, And he's using me through the Holy Spirit. And here's what I, got, what I need you to understand. He wants to do that through you. It doesn't just have to be a story that we read about Daniel. It can be you and your story where God speaks to you through the Holy Spirit. And so whatever it is that you do, if you're a teacher and you're trying to figure out how to navigate e-learning and, and in-class learning and what does next semester look like or a professor or, you know, what's the, f- if you're an engineer and you're problem solving, you're trying to design things and you're going, how in the world are we going to make this work? If you're a stay-at-home parent, you have just as many challenges as that engineer that's trying to send something to outer space. You do. I get it. And God wants to speak to you every single day that you would pour into your kids. What, a, what, what better investment is there than the kids that you have at home that you're pouring into. A manager, a salesperson, all, all of our jobs, God wants to use us in incredible ways. And he wants to release the Holy Spirit so our creative nature comes out. And I just, so think about that. Like how can we release the creative nature inside of us? How can we be more active with the Holy Spirit as we walk every single day. I just want to give you a couple of points, and, and these may seem small or elementary, but man, I'll tell you what, sometimes you know how we kind of have to get the, the foundation right before we can build on it? You know how we have to have the baseline or get the first thing needs to be first? So here's one of the things I want to share with you, is in order to have the creativity of the Holy Spirit, I feel like we need to be rested. And th- this may sound like odd, but Our body, our mind, our soul, like taking a Sabbath and not working out of your own strength. So let me just ask you, how many of you would be willing to raise your hand and say, I am rested? Go ahead, put them up. Uh, Everybody, if you feel that you are rested, you know, soul, body, mind, man, not so many hands, is there? That's why, like, as I pray and I'm like, man, what, what do I need to talk about, God? What, what are the big things? We, God, your Holy Spirit wants to work. How, God, how can we do that? We need to be ready. Here's, I don't know that we're ready. We need to be rested in our mind. Our thoughts need to be of the Lord. Our soul, our emotions need to be in alignment with him. And here's why I share that. I've been through seasons of exhaustion before. I've had headaches, I, w- I would wake up in the middle of the night, my heart would be beating, my blood pressure, I, I, I experienced just fatigue. Like, it's not great. 
Maybe you've been through a season like that. Oftentimes we call it burnout or stress, or, and all of those symptoms are very true and they're very real, and maybe you're having them now. And so I don't have it all figured out. Like I, I'll be the first to admit that. I'm still trying to learn this and apply this in my life, but there are a few things that I do well, and some of them I had to learn the hard way. But one of the things that I do well is I, I actually have time with the Lord. And, and, and it's not just because I have to because I'm a pastor. Like, I enjoy talking with God and communicating with him. I enjoy reading scripture. I'm like, God, what are you going to show me today? And then here's the deal. Maybe you've experienced this where literally the verses that I read early in the morning, I'll use in a conversation that day. And like, oh my gosh, that's the Holy Spirit working. So I have time with the Lord. I have a true Sabbath. Uh, my day off is Friday. I work Sunday through Thursday, and I take Friday off. Nicole and I have done that. We've done that for over 20 years in ministry, and so it's our routine. So here's the deal. I don't work Thursday night to Friday night, usually Saturday morning. I, like, I don't work. Sometimes something will creep in, and it's like, ah, you know, the, the, the sky is falling, or sometimes meatballs are falling from the sky. Like, you have to problem solve for, to when, when, that, when that happens, but... 99% of the time, I have a true Sabbath, and I actually rest. I take a nap. I sit in the backyard. I do nothing. Uh, I might watch a show or something like that. Uh, the other, another thing that uh, we do well is we work out. Uh, if you've ever walked through just some of the habits of, of, of effective people, working out is one of them. So you have to have workout time because uh, we love to eat. Like, I love to eat, so I've got to work out. And so working out is, is important to me. Uh, I also go to bed early. Uh, I don't know if you, if me, I get it. Some of you are night owls and you just love to stay up. I love to go to bed. Uh, so I just, like, I just go to bed early. I wake up early. That's kind of my routine. And one of the, the fifth thing I want to share with you, just kind of, this is very practical, but I hobby well. So I love God, my wife, my kids, my family. I, I enjoy my calling and working. But I also, I hobby well. Uh, people that know me, they know that there are things outside of work and obligations that I just, I enjoy doing. I just enjoy spending time and, and just researching. I just, I love the, so I hobby well. I have other things in my life that fuel me that I enjoy. And so I just, just kind of wanted to share that with you. Take it for what it's worth. But when I'm rested, I'm at my best. And I would dare say you would be at your best if you were rested as well. So if you were unable to rest, to raise your hand, here's what I want you to do. Take a nap today. Go to bed early tonight. Don't think of all the things that you've got to do. Realize that if God's truly in control, all of them are going to get done. Isn't that amazing? I can actually trust him to do it. Um, so the second point I want to share with you along with being rested is we need to be still and listen. Do you, do you kind of get the theme of my first two points? Be rested, be still, listen. Because God's constantly speaking. We're just not listening. Or we're not tuned in to the right frequency as he communicates. Or we're not dialed in to the ways that he'll speak to us. So I would just say use your spiritual ears when you're being still and listening to the Lord. Uh, because I want to just share this funny story. Uh, I was discipling somebody in the past and, you know, a great guy and just enjoyed relationship with him. We would meet 
uh, about twice a month. So every other week-ish, we would meet for about an hour. We were reading the same book in the Bible, and we would just talk through things. And so there were things like we, we would talk about just kind of mutually, but then there were times when he just he needed me to pastor him and pour into him and invest in him, and I loved doing that. And so I would challenge him and encourage him and, and be like, man, you can do this. And he would always look at me, and, and sometimes he would say, you know what, this is great because I'm sitting here right now in front of you. Like, I feel like I can do it, but if you could do me a favor and go home with me, you know what, with my wife and kids, if you could do me a favor and, and follow me around at work every single day, you know, when, I, when I'm in meetings and stuff and I have a board meeting, could you just be there, Pastor Aaron, and sit next to me and just kind of elbow me when I get off track a little bit? You know, we were joking and we laughed about it and stuff, and, but here's the deal. You have the Holy Spirit. You have something far better. Than, than a pastor that can walk alongside you. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you every moment of every day, and that's God Almighty communicating to you. And so we need that. So the, the Holy Spirit inspired men to write scripture, and we get to read it. We get to absorb it in our life. So as you read it, he will speak to you. And so be still and listen. The third thing I want to share with you is to actually believe what you hear. Far too often when the Spirit communicates to us, we discredit it. And so the voice of the Lord may be speaking to you, and you say, there's no way that's God. Or, I'm, that's just my head, and sometimes it is your head. I get it. That's, we have to kind of be able to work through a process and figure out what's the Lord and what's not and what's us. So I would say if it's not sinful or selfish or prideful or wrong, it just might be God. So life is more than just getting by. Will you, can you receive that today? Like life is more than just you and I being tired and exhausted and trying to make it through today, trying to make it through another day. Like life is more than that. What if we started living through the inspiration of our Father and through the power of the Holy Spirit? What if that big, audacious, bold thing that you have in your mind and in your heart, God put it there? And he planted it like a seed, and he's, he wants it to take root, and he wants it to grow. He wants you to water it. So the whole idea, like that big thing, like maybe God just put on your heart that you need to adopt, maybe or foster, or, or mentor a, an at-risk child. And you go, oh, like, man, that would be cool, but I don't have any time, or I can't. And, and that's something God put inside of you, a desire in your heart. Maybe you need to start the business doing something that you love, that you enjoyed, that you always hoped. Now, maybe it's a side gig to start. Yeah, I get that. We all work through that. Maybe one of your goals is to read the Bible in a year. Is that so bad? No, I think it's very, very ambitious and amazing. And can you imagine God speaking to you every single day for the, through his word over the course of a year? Read the Bible in a year. Start January 1st. What, this is December. You can get yourself ready. Start now and get ahead. That way, when you miss those days, it's no big deal. Like, you're ahead. You're like, I got this. Read the Bible in a year. You ready for another one? Love your enemies. Pray for people who persecute you. Because God is speaking to you, and so we need to hear and listen. And so I just, I hope that you need to be able to believe what he's saying that when he wants you to do something favorable for the people that are in opposition to you, that's God speaking, because none of us really want to do that. And so do it. Act on that.
Pray for those who persecute you. Here's why I share this is because I've heard this quote before, and there's probably some really cool meme out there with it, that one of the greatest tragedies in life is when people are living a lifestyle as though they're not alive. It's like they're dead inside and not truly alive. That's a tragedy to me. Uh, if we, we just are like a zombie cruising through, uh, there's more, okay? There's more for you. And so Jesus came so that we could live, so that we could have abundant life and full life, a life that is full of his Holy Spirit, uh, to be powerful, to be audacious, to be bold, to be dangerous. Like, it's okay to be dangerous. Do, do you, do you, are you dangerous? Do you see yourself as dangerous? In fact, go ahead and look at the person next to you and encourage them. Say, you're dangerous. Like, you've got, you're dangerous. You've got the Holy Spirit in you. I can see it in your eyes. There's like this little twinkle, a little bit of fire. You've got a little bit of tiger eye in you. Like a little danger inside of you. There's some great scripture passages that encourage us with this. One of them, one of them I want to share with you, it's, it's Jonathan uh, in the Old Testament. He's the son of the king, so he's a prince. The son of the first king of Israel, King Saul. He knew God's power, and he, John, Jonathan knew God entrusted him more than anything, more than even a desire to become king one day. Jonathan trusted God that he was limitless and in control of everything in his life. And here's a great example of it. He and his armor bearer, they set out to attack the Philistines. The Philistines were an enemy of the Israelites at that time. And so Jonathan's like, I'm going to do something about this. So him and his armor bearer, two guys, set out. 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6. He says, hey, I got this great idea. Let's go across to the outpost of those pagans, Jonathan said to his armor bearer. Perhaps, didn't really know for sure, perhaps the Lord will help us. For nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has many warriors or only a few. So the way that story unfolds is the two of them went and attacked an outpost. There was about 20 Philistine soldiers there. They killed them all. Two on 20, not fair odds. They had the Holy Spirit. Those other 20, they didn't have a chance. Not a chance. Do you see that? You are dangerous. You are so dangerous. And then uh, as a result, the whole Philistine army went in panic because, oh my gosh, if two did that, what happens if the whole Israel army uh, comes against us? And so here's, here's why I share that. I need you to see that in you because most Christians are bored. You are bored. You are tired. You are worn out. You are at times void of the Holy Spirit and you're not reliant upon the presence of God. That might be hard for you to receive, but you're sitting there right now or watching online and you go, yep, it's true. I know, I've been there, I've felt it. And so here's what I wanna encourage you with. The Holy Spirit revealed, God gives it to us. He wants, like we are made to explore. We are made to design things. We are made to build. We're made to innovate. We're made to be creative. We're made to grow things. We're made to grow in ourselves and our lives. That's what he wants inside of us. But we're simply cruising through life, paying our rent, paying our mortgage, and watching TV. It's not enough. Like there's more to it than just that. 
If you've ever read about missionaries and, and just some bold faith, one of the ones that you need to do some research on is Hudson Taylor. Homeboy had guts. So he was a missionary. He would go to indigenous tribes and nations all the time. And one time I, I read one of, this, one of these, uh, just a, a, a research paper, and, and in, he said to one of his colleagues, or I'm sorry, one of his colleagues said to him, they were going into this tribe that hadn't been you know, exposed to other outsiders. And his colleague said to him, his fellow missionary said, we're probably going to die. And it's like, that, that's pretty scary. You know, if you're to the point where you're doing something and you know it's God and you're like, I might not make it. But do you know what Hudson Taylor's response was? I died before I came. When I read that, I was like, oh, wow. Uh, God, would you do something in me? Would you help me to die to myself? Would you fill me with life through your Holy Spirit? Because God wants us to do something greater than where we're at right now. He wants us to, to take some risk. I mean, the Holy Spirit is our comforter, but he doesn't want us to be in a comfort zone. So he wants to comfort us when we're in tragedy and when we need, when we have grief and suffering. Yes, there are times for that. But I'll tell you what, I, I would dare say that many of us, we, we need some dynamite. We need some fire. We need some boldness. And we need to be dangerous. We need to live a life full of the Spirit. And so what I want you to do right now is I just, I want you to be a recipient. I know we receive all the time. And some of you, you need to receive this word as a prophetic word over you and to live it out. And so let me pray that God might do something amazing in you. And this wouldn't just be a message or a sermon that you hear, that you let and go into the file cabinet of your brain to do nothing with any longer but that you would actually take this message and, and that you would dive in deeper to what the Holy Spirit has for you and that today would be different after you take a nap. Like, and you, you, like today would be different and tomorrow and the, 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 just the innovation would come. And even now, when you go to sleep, dream dreams and visions and man, that would be amazing. I believe that God can do that. I know that he wants to be a recipient right now as he does. So if you could bow your head and close your eyes, open your heart, Open your mind, open your soul to what God has for you. And so God, right now, we come before you. And Father, first and foremost, we just want to acknowledge that we are so sorry for putting limits on you. God, we're so sorry for the areas in our life where we have not lived according to your commands. We've not walked in obedience. We've not walked in righteousness. We've not done the things and made the decisions to what you've called to. Lord, we've lacked character. We've lacked integrity. We've been greedy. We've held on to things we've not given to you. So Lord, would you forgive us of those? Lord, we want a clean slate. Thank you so much. Right now, I ask that you would wash us with the presence of your spirit. Would you wash us with the purity of your blood, the blood that brings purity in our lives, the forgiveness of sins. Lord, that we would stand before you clean, washed. So we receive that right now. And Father, in that same formula, in, those, in that same progression, as we stand before you, the King of all kings, we kneel, we, we bow before you in worship, in, in adoration. Lord, we, we surrender our hearts. We declare our, our need, our dependency upon you. And Father, we ask, would you do something so amazing like when Jesus did, when he breathed out the Holy Spirit, onto his disciples, they received it. God, when you formed Adam, you breathed your spirit in his lungs. Lord, right now, we just, we inhale. We, we, we ask that you would breathe over us, your spirit, like never before. God, in your word, it talks about the spirits like wind or fire or oil. 
or like a seal on our heart, God, would you do something miraculous? Breathe on us. That we would live, that we would honor you, that we would glorify you. Father, would you communicate to us in our mind, in our hearts, in our emotions? Help us to get back in alignment with what you've called us to, to for us to experience you, to experience your cross, to experience your anointing. Lord, that you would have us to live out those things that you've put in our hearts. God, would you continue to communicate? We need you. Lord, thank you for your voice. Help us to hear you. Lord, we receive your spirit that we would be different and honor you with our lives. In Jesus' name.